You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at whopetspod.com. We're coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there that's all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can go ahead and like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us, because we've really been doing some great numbers on our audio podcast. So, big shout out to you, audio listeners. We've had our best. 14 days ever. So we truly appreciate it. It's all a credit to you. Plus, we're over 100 subscribers on YouTube, our fast break subscribers on Facebook at an all time high. So we truly appreciate it. And if you can like, support, share, or do anything you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, also the great folks at Lakerholics.com and the great folks at Lakersball.com. And boy, do they need a hug right now because it is really bad right now. But if you can go ahead and support them and us and our good friends of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, I'm going to try this again because I didn't hit the on button earlier. So that's how bad of a day it's going for everyone here, whether you're a fan of the Lakers or on the Lakers. But I will start again, and I will say that everything seemed to be in somewhat decent spirits, even though the Lakers lost the other night against the Clippers because LeBron James reaffirmed his relationship and his commitment to the Los Angeles Lakers team and organization. And everything seemed a-okay for the Lakers heading into Sunday night's battle against the New Orleans Pelicans, a team which started out 1-12, a team which is still on the outside looking in as far as the Western Conference playoff picture is concerned, but a team that's fast rising and a team that they needed to go ahead and beat in order for the Lakers to go ahead and keep some distance in the play-in tournament, in the playoff race, whatever you want to say. But tonight, I mean, I'll tell you what, it was pathetic. You know, people will say, oh, they were only down by four points at the first quarter, but you could already see everything starting to happen and everything start to unravel. The Lakers already had double-digit turnovers. They already had shooting as far as many missed three-point shots. They was actually very bad from the get-go. And this team pulled out one of the worst performances, probably the worst performance in a, basically a sea of terrible performances this year and pulled out one of their worst exactly when they didn't need it 
after a game that they must have had to win against the Clippers, they lost there. A game that they also must have win that they lost here as well. And then they lost big time, 123 to 95, in a game that they were never truly in. And here today to talk about the pummeling at the hands of New Orleans are two great guests indeed. First up, once again, because again, I didn't hit the turn on button, and it's my fault this time. That's how bad our day's going here at the Lakers Fast Break. He's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out his latest article today at Lakerholics.com. Deja vu, it's Laker Tom, and this day is so bad for all of us right here. You got to go ahead and tell everybody how bad the Lakers were once again. Man, you know, it's it's just getting tired. It's just... I've got it get, on. We're on live this time. I got it right. This yeah. Time. You, you could envision at the start of this, at the start of the, after the All-Star break, you could envision a couple things happening. One would be the Lakers had come out and all of a sudden there'd be some magic to the game and and those same players who, you know, at least had a couple of close games, you know, right at the end of the uh, before regular season, first two-thirds of the regular season, that they'd come out and, and maybe do something different, you know, that maybe so that they'd have a couple of sessions of some practices during the All-Star break and, you know, and, and, and things would be different. But the other side of it is that you, you knew sort of in your heart that this was not going to be the season. And this was not going to be a team that was going to come back with a miraculous comeback. First, we find out that, you know, at best, Anthony Davis will be back with like nine games left. At worst, maybe not even back until with no games left. I mean, you could interpret it as being wonderful news that you remember last year or two years ago before in the bubble, we only had eight games to get ready for the regular season, you know, when we came back after that four and a half month layoff. And and AD was great. That's all he needed. I don't think that's going to happen again. So, you know, and then probably the most worrisome thing about this entire thing is this is now five games when LeBron has had a terrible net rating. Not only has he had a terrible net rating, but this season, I mean, the last two years we had 9.5 and 8.7, 8.2 net ratings for LeBron when he's on the court this year, his net rating is minus 0.9. That means we aren't even winning the minutes when LeBron plays. And we know we've never been able to win the minutes when LeBron doesn't play. So are we watching a guy who's tired? We scored 32 points tonight. Is injured, you know, whose knee is holding him back. Or are we tired? Are we watching a guy who's, 37 years old, man, because he doesn't have the lift and explosiveness. And if it's the knee or just basic inability to do it, we should shut him down because the last thing I want to have happen is a tired and LeBron trying to get this team through the play in tournament and, and pulling a Kobe Bryant and getting injured and, you know, and having something like that happen. Well, he's the remote chance, the remote tonight. chance that we have to win a championship this year is not worth risking LeBron's next couple of years. Well, we'll see what happens there, but I tell you what, my friend, it, it's going to be a pretty dark day if that happens. LeBron did score thirty-two points, but seven turnovers with him. You had another seven turnovers with Russell Westbrook and another poor performance. The kind of turnovers that was, I mean, that was like the head scratching. I don't care turnovers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the team looks so bad at times tonight. People just got tired of booing. 
there was booing, but it got tired of it and it got quiet. It got so quiet yeah. with the 20% three point shooting and the 40% overall from the field. It got so quiet that the best quote of the day came from Richard Jefferson, who I know got a lot of flack for what he was saying to LeBron on Friday night against the Clippers. He said, it's so quiet in the crypto.com arena. You could literally hear a mouse fart. You could literally hear a mouse fart. That was a classic line. I know it's not original, Joe, but I'll tell you what, it was still very timely nonetheless. And here today to talk about the game is a good man indeed. It is Joe Soro, Ox1947 on Lakers ball. What I want to know is, my friend, I know you're going to go into and got your own thing, but how bad was it at LakersBall.com on that live chat? You know what I love about my, I say my site, because I, I, love, I, love, I love almost everybody on there, is we started talking about Scarface, the movie. <laughs> we, we started quoting things, you know, uh, so I thought it was pretty fitting that Richard Jefferson used a line from one of the greats, which was uh, Shawshank Redemption. And it was, yes. that scene was right after the the officer <laughs> killed some guy with a baton. And I, that's, that's kind of what it felt like the Pelicans were doing to the Lakers tonight. And my thoughts coming into tonight's show was, we're going to have to start entertaining the listeners like we entertained each other on Lakers balls game time. And it made, there was levity at the end. There's a lot of levity and, and, and you're not as stressed. You're laughing. You're thinking about something else besides watching a professional basketball team after 60 games, try to act like they're professionals. I mean, we can get into solutions again. I don't, I don't mind going into those details. Well, obviously, uh, I'm going to ask you guys about the now the status, which we now know is inevitable right now for Frank Vogel. But after a game like this, does you know is there a chance that he could actually get fired? I did mention that hours? I would not. I would not be against firing him tonight. Yeah, I would. Me too. And I it's not either. so much because he's not doing a good job. I just think they it's quit. Just not, not listening to him at all. Yeah, they're not listening to him. He pulled a uh, Jason Garrett. When we were down to 30, where he came out and he was clapping. You know, Jason Garrett, the ex-Cowboys coach, he, he had a habit of clapping after every... We got this, guys. We opponents. got this. Yeah, yeah. That that drives me nuts. And that was, like, for me, if I was Genie or Rob, I'd be like, drop the hammer. Done. I'm, I'm done. And again, not because I don't like Jason Garrett and, or Frank Vogel. It's just, if that's what you're doing, instead of getting something done in some way. I don't know. I'm not in the practices. So I don't know. Then you need to probably take an early vacation. And I am dead serious here. I, I, I think they should sit Russell Westbrook down for the year. I, I don't, I don't, I think he is, he is well, a I thought he should have been sat down for the rest of the second half. You know, when he, he is a, he is a, turnovers and one he is a, yes, he is a travesty to team ball. And a travesty on this team. This team is just not for him. And he needs to not play the remaining 22 games. And then when the summer comes, I don't care if they want eight second-round picks. Give it to them. Get rid of them. And 
you Rob Reed needs to seriously if you if if LeBron and Clutch are really not involved, whatever that means, get him involved. Bring in LeBron. We know what LeBron is doing. He scored 32 points today because he's going to pass Carl Malone in probably um 3 weeks if he it's keeps this like up. That. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So understand where his focus is on himself. That's LeBron. That's what you pay for. Do you, you blame him? LeBron uh, in a way with the trade, yeah. I think there's a there's there's a little window on, you know, the ego driving the, as far as a driving force. Michael Jordan, Kareem, Kobe, Magic, they, those greats all have an ego. I'm just trying to keep it again at a at a comedic level. I could go into another tangent, but I don't want to do that. LeBron is going to pass if if he doesn't have a catastrophic injury. He's going to pass Kareem a year from now, and that that is playing a part in that. Now, this summer, what I what I'm going to implore the Laker organization to do is sit down with Clutch and sit down with LeBron and tell them we are going to get rid of Russell Westbrook. We're going to get rid of probably half the team, rightfully so. Everybody knows that's what's going to happen. And I would seriously tell them we're, we're going to be shopping Anthony Davis. We're going to try to get him one last run here for a title. If we can get something for Anthony Davis, that's going to compliment him. Because LeBron is, is is very used to being dead one year, and then the following year he wins a title. It's happened a few times. So maybe that's a shot. Because it, it, in all honesty, I don't see any reason to keep this going. If you're not available, I don't care how big you are, how great you are. If you're not available, you're you're, you're no better than – me or you, I'm not playing. Um, and if Anthony Davis is going to play 40 games a year, he becomes a useless player for, for, for a championship team. So they need to clear house. They need to at least address that. I'm not saying it's likely going to happen. They're probably going to keep them, but they need to shop them around to see what might be there that could help. If not, you give it one more run with 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 AD. Hope he stays healthy next year. I think LeBron will be fine one more year, and hope that you can kind of maybe bring a couple guys that have some heart, some hustle, some intestinal fortitude, some pride, some guts, some testicles, something, because this team is a gutless, no pride shell of a dead. Turtle. I don't have any respect for anyone on this team except for maybe Reeves and to some degree and 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 and, and Carmelo. Everyone else to me is a I don't really deem them professional. And that's from top to middle management to the players. I'm not even happy with the training staff. Every year it's the same story. Do these people do anything? Like who are they hiring to help these guys get back into the game? A bone bruise for our Mid-level exception guy, bone bruise. I, I played. I played center and made all conference with a broken hand for seven weeks. Center. I played the offensive line, hiking the ball with one arm for seven weeks, and these guys can't play. They can't play with a bruise or whatever. You know, is it the same thing? They're making millions of dollars. Is that what it is? All right. You, you keep thinking that because. We're spo- we were spoiled for 20 years, and I, I, I actually mentioned this on Lakers. Well, I said Kobe Bryant being a Laker was a blessing 
and a forever curse for Laker fans. Because when Kobe rolled his ankle, he was back in the next game. We were used to that. We, we didn't know any better. Now people roll their ankles. They're gone for seven weeks. It's, it, we're, you know, it's, like, it's like eating good steak and then going to Applebee's. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's just not going to work. We are not used to this. We are not used to soft players. We are used to great players that play through everything. So even though Shaq kind of Cadillac during the regular season, he never, he was never not there during when it when it was prime time. So I don't know. Again, I, if well, they don't tell play- that to Walker Hayes on the Applebee's song, you know, because he he really likes Applebee's. You know, he's made millions of dollars off of singing about Applebee's. So. Yeah. Good for him. Again, I, I, I'm just saying, don't eat steak at Applebee's if you've eaten at Mastro's in Vegas. Okay, you know, it's just not going to work. But again, guys, it, I'm trying to figure out a way for us to have relevant conversations now, at least for the next two months uh, or month and a half, I should say, and be informative and have legitimate solutions on what's next. What's next right now is if they want to have any kind of momentum going into the offseason, they need to start putting their foot down now to, to prepare. And the, and the two things that I would do if I was Rob Polinka is I would fire Frank Vogel. I don't know who I would put in this position. I guess Fisdale would have to be the guy for right now. Does it and really then, matter? No, it doesn't matter. And then the next step is I would sit Russell Westbrook down and tell him, go, go hang out with John Wall. We're, we're, we're done here. And and that's it. Let 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 the rest of the season play out. Let LeBron get his points so he can pass Carl Malone in a few weeks. And then if they make the play in, maybe they win. Maybe they get into the top eight. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But if they don't, or they do, doesn't matter. They're gonna lose the first round. Worst case, and then we can get on with our lives and get this nightmare of a of a season away forever. And that's where I stand on that. I don't think there's any other solution in terms of at least somewhat of getting to a progression now instead of a regression. You have to start with those two steps. Let Vogel go. Vogel can go relax. Poor guy's probably stressed out of his butt. I, I, I've seen two faces, two red faces in back-to-back games where I said, I've seen that face. My sister has made that red face, and it's dangerous. you gotta, you got to let the guy rest. You can't let him keep making that red face. That's just too much. That's aneurysm time if, if you, <laughs> you let it go for too long. So let Frank rest. Let him go. They're not listening to him. It's over. It's not his fault. Thank you for the championship. Let, let, let him go and let him rest. Cut the head of the snake. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. The problem, though, Joe, is that, number one, I agree with you on firing Frank at this point in time. 
And the reason for me wanting to do that is they need to start thinking about, they need to start an active search for who's going to be the next coach. Yes. And it's going to involve some intelligence of thinking about what you want in the coach. Absolutely. So that you get somebody who fits with what you want as an organization and how you want to play and the players that you're going to go after next season. You don't want to have it. You don't want to have it linger on and go through the end of the season. And then you're spending all your time when you should be at that point in time, you can start to trade as soon as the season's over. So at that point in time, you don't want to be worrying about, I've got to do a coaching search now and so forth, because I'm not going to bring Frank back. So you got to get a head start on that and, and do something about that. And then the other thing is that there's major questions about not only the coach, but about LeBron James, because he does not look like he's not the 37-year-old earlier guy we saw earlier this season. He's getting his points and he's getting them, but he's his body language tonight was very bad. Was not unengaged. Some of the some of the turnovers were almost intentional. You know, I mean, I felt like it was, and he had no lift to finish at the rim four or five times in a row, aside from the fact that the guy never gets a break from the referees at all. It's just ridiculous. But you got to worry about LeBron because it's either one of three things. Either he's either he's just tired, you know, and going through a streak, which is more likely when you're older, and he might recover and be fine, or his knee's bothering him, in which case, man, we ought to sit him. The last thing we want to do is have him hurt his knee. When he went down, he did grab at it. I saw him grab that knee, too. I saw that thought, too, Gerald. And then the third thing is, one of these times, Father Time is going to be the reason. And and maybe this is one of those times. And then you got AD. You know, AD, the question you asked, I don't think you want to talk about trading him now because it's clutch. It's clutch as LeBron and AD. I think it's that conversation has to be in play. I think has that has to, be, has to be in um, play. If you, do that, if you do that, you're breaking the relationship up with Clutch because the whole purpose of them playing together was to increase the value of each of them by leveraging each other. But I would say this. I, I do agree with you that AD delivers next year and plays all year, or we do trade him. You know, I don't think you have a choice at that point, but I don't think you put that pressure on him just because it's, it's all clutch related, you know, um, and you know, and he was starting to he was starting to look like bubble AD before he got hurt. I mean, that's what's so doggone frustrating is you know how good he can be if he can just get on the court. But that's the I mean, the best ability, as they say, is availability. That's for sure. You know, Bogle's. We we need to fire Bogle. We do need to we we do need to resolve the situation with. With cl- with clutch and I and I think that they have I think you know clutch pushed real hard. You'll notice that all that information about the meeting with uh, LeBron and Jeannie and and Rob and and uh, Rich, all of that came from clutch. None of it's been really confirmed by the Lakers. So it was it was a situation where I think I think that the they understood that the Lakers are only going to push so far. They're not going to be able to take them to the point of the Cleveland Cavaliers of doing anything you want. Um, yeah, they'll trade the draft picks. They'll trade, they'll bring back players with multiple contract, multiple years on their contract. And they will, they will pay luxury taxes. I think they've pretty much convinced themselves that that's what they're going to have to do next summer. 
And that's what LeBron wanted. So I think everybody's got what they want, but they're not going to leave the Lakers with a bunch of guys that can't play. So they're not going to get some bad contracts just because LeBron says so. So you got to feel good about that. But, you know, like Gerald, you're right. You know, the whole organization needs cleaning, but the owner's not going to sell. Genie is not, is not going to give up control. And Rob is, Rob is like, Rob is Kobe to her. She's not going to fire Kobe, you know? And that means that the only hope we got down the road is that maybe Joey or Jesse Buss turns out to be somebody that we could trust and, and could eventually take over because they're not going to go outside the organization. I don't think. Well, that's Unless, the problem. That's yeah. the problem right there because you're that's thinking the problem. Well, with you your know, heart, everybody is related much, to the Lakers. You know, I'll tell you, Gerald, I, one of, I just finished an article. It's on medium. Um, and one of the points that I, it's about five questions the Lakers have to answer in uh, this seat, this end of the season. One of them is what to do about a head coach. And, and, uh, I've actually come around completely to your suggestion that the guy that could be the right head coach for the Lakers might be Rajon Rondo. Well, I just said Rajon Rondo oh. should be a head coach in the yeah. league somewhere. If, I didn't he, say but if you think about if you think about somebody that the Lakers could get who LeBron would trust, AD would trust. I didn't say on this team. I just said no, no. He won't work. Well, I'm suggesting it on this team. I'm suggesting that it's he, a, he it's won't work on any team unless they need somebody like that. They need somebody like. They need. They, they don't need a retread coach that's been in there. They sure don't need Fisdale. I'd like to see what Phil Handy could do. I think I would give him an opportunity to be the to be the interim coach. Um, I know some people have suggested that would be a terrible thing to do to poor Phil. <laughs> you know, just just because you're you're going to have a record no matter how what you do because the guys don't seem to care. So, oh, sorry, I, 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 you can't you, Rajon Rondo unless. Unless he has a a Tim Duncan or well, you got to have some you got to have some proven yeah, head I'm, coaches I'm not prior saying, head coaches around yeah, him. Yeah, I'm not saying he wouldn't be a good great coach. Sure, like talking, Steve, like what's like New New Jersey did. It's like he, Brooklyn he, did with he with will Nash, make, you know? Ray Jean will make somebody cry in this generation. There's no way. I he think knew. he would be great for the young with a young team like an Oklahoma City. If you put him on an Oklahoma City and have him run that team, yeah. he is the type of individual that could get that team in a right direction. That's well, all I'm he's saying. He's the type of individual. He's the type of individual that first off, think of what you have to do to get a coach. He for can the Lakers. teach. He teaches. Now, mind you, he'll get a hundred technicals, but he can teach. And that's something in this game that a lot of coaches don't and do. It's anymore, all, it's all about res- it's all about respect too. And and you know, Rondo understands offense and he understands defense. He think he's got always had a very balanced approach toward his game. He's a player and no disrespect. There are some great coaches who weren't players, but for a lot of guys in the league, it's a lot easier to believe in and follow a player who has a great reputation. Um, even you. though a lot of great players don't turn out to be capable at all of coaching there are some that that are excellent coaches because they were that kind of player on the floor. You know, I think your right personality comes into it. And the one aspect of, of Rajan's personality is you don't want a coach that might end up in a fist fight with some other guy, you know, in the stands or something. Well, we see that uh, already with John Howard yeah. and see where that got him. But, but, once but the- he's a guy that number one, you got to have somebody that LeBron and, and AD are going to respect. I mean, but- and then secondly, Jeannie's not going to hire anybody unless she's got some sort of relationship with him, I don't think. 
you know, and Rob, I, they just don't seem to be like, you think they will really have an open search where they'd go out and they'd check out and, and they'd, 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 they'd find young college coach that was terrific or somebody that really impressed them and hire them. Well, again, I think it's all about thinking with your heart instead of your head. But once again, the Lakers do lose and lose well, badly. One yeah, of but their... there's going to be an opening. There's going to be an opening. We know that much for sure. Yeah, that's for sure, indeed. But once again, the Lakers get embarrassed in one of their worst performances, if not their worst performance of the year, 123 to 95. Once again, check out Laker Tom's article today at Lakerholics.com. What can the Lakers do to convince LeBron James to extend his contract? Well, not be embarrassed like this. I guess that's probably a good start. That should be number one. But before we head yeah, out. Finish the, finish the year strong. <laughs> well, yeah, I doubt that right now. But we'll see. It could happen. Joe, before we head on out, want to make sure you get the last word in, and then I'll close out with some closing thoughts on what's coming up this week, a very special interview. But before we head on out, my friend, you get the last word on whatever you want to talk about with the Los Angeles Lakers. They have to start the process now. They have to understand that this team is not, even if AD comes back healthy uh, in the next, what, 15, 16 games with eight, eight left, they're... I just don't see him staying healthy or being effective. This is a broken team from top to bottom. They need to start putting the pieces back together right now. They're going to need to really, really, really pay attention this time when they hire the next coach. And then they got to look into the, into the future with the coach. LeBron and Clutch and all that. Again, I, I'm sorry, but if LeBron was 30, that'd be a different story, but he's 37, and if he happens to be on the decline now, you have to sit him down and tell him, look, we're, we're, we're going, we're, we're considering going a different direction here. Well, you can't tank because you don't even have the draft pick. Well. No, but you can trade him. I'm going to, I'm going to, look, Anthony Davis would, would warrant a good deal without a draft, without draft picks, in my opinion. So if that, again, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not pushing for it, but there needs to be some investigating with it because if he's not going to be available, and the thing is, this is one of those tough spots where is it better to get rid of somebody before it really gets done or do you want to trade them when it's done? Well, if you trade them when it's done, no one's going to give you jack crap for AD. However, if you trade them this summer, yeah, he's been injured the last couple of years, but you might still have a couple of teams that are like, I think he'll be, I think he'll, he'll, he'll play. If you could swing a deal to go back to his hometown of Chicago, and you mentioned it the other day, I think with Zach Levine and getting back, uh, you know, an additional piece or two, that would be great. I'll take the problem that. with Zach Levine, he's always injured too. I don't, yeah. I don't know if that's going to work oh, either. That's a good point. It's good. Obviously, my my hope would be, and he's the guy they wouldn't want to give up. The one he, guy they won't, you know, up. my my. My hope was that whoever, <laughs> who's the, who's the, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know where, where, who would want AD. I, I would say maybe a team that's an AD away from a title or I don't know. Boston. Uh, so Jalen Brown. Boston and a trade for Brown and Brown and Smart would be. Okay. A good fair deal. That's, that, a, that, that, that's, that's that a good start. I, I would, I would like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'd, lo- I'd love that kind of deal. Any, any chance we can get Tatum? Tatum would no, be a better option. No, because Tatum, they're going to hold off because they want Straight Tatum up for to Tatum. with him. They want Tatum-AD pairing. Well, there, yeah. there, there needs to be something. I, I would take 
Jalen Brown and 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 Smart in a heartbeat for yeah. for AD I at this that, point. I think you could get a pick also. Yeah, get a pick, get him over there. But you know, you could get more for LeBron. I'll bet you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against because, that because because think about it. This summer, let's say he isn't. Let's say that he comes back and he plays well, shows that it that it wasn't eight, but a father time killing it. And and you then look at a case that if we traded him this summer, he's going to get a two year contract, so it's an extended trade, and it doesn't hard cap us because we're sending a player out, not getting one in. So we can do an extended trade where he get it signed by somebody else for. I think ninety-five million for two years, and that gives them a guarantee of two years—the last two years of LeBron's healthy. So you think of the teams; they're not going to give you what they give you when LeBron was thirty. But when he was thirty, he was like untradeable. You know, now you could you could easily pick up, you could pick, I, you could get more than Marcus Smart and and Jalen Brown in a pick. They don't That's want. Sure. There's no if way. If you combine those two together smartly, you know, you could end up. I don't. I don't think in a million years they're going to trade LeBron because yeah, they want him they breaking Kareem's. They're going to trade. No, LeBron but again, they it's want about breaking... heart over the head. Well, yes. again, it, it, and if again, well, yeah, we're... I know, but we got to talk about the heart side of it, Gerald, or otherwise we go crazy, man. Well, so the, the Lakers like success. If they would, if they knew as a guarantee that LeBron and AD, if they were traded, would cut back such a return that they would instantly be back in the championship race per se i think lakers fans would be a-okay with it that's all we yeah, care the about point is an care. easier route an easier route than building a whole new team with two brand new superstars is just to fill out the starting lineup with three guys who can really play that that's seems what to be we a need problem. to do but that's the problem for been for us you, you know, know just we can always right. find a mellow or a monk to come off the bench but to find three guys who can three two-way guys who can play. I mean, that's what we need to do. That's how you make LeBron an AD. And then you hope you hope the two guys can stay healthy I can't, at least can't hope one of the 30 years. You know, the hope thing is, uh, is I think, out the window. Yeah, You're, I know. LeBron, the, the Lakers are, are going to want LeBron to break. The statistics are not bearing out, Tom. They're not bearing out. The Lakers want LeBron to break Kareem's record in a Laker uniform. Yeah. I don't think he's and going LeBron anywhere. Wants to end his career in a Laker uniform. He and, said and that again, Friday. Yeah, we'll see if that's the case. I I don't doubt. I don't to, usually. Usually, LeBron has a aura. He wants of, to end a career with his son. LeBron has an aura well, of BS. I think, he, I think he put a realist, more realistic frame on that whole that whole argument that that teams are going to be bidding for you know thinking that well we, we draft Bronny we get LeBron you know I. That's you know a lot of that is just you take this a comment a, a, made at the end of a game you know this is a joke I, I can't joke. even believe yeah, we're talking about it, this you turn it into a projection and then it gets aggregated by twenty five different sites and next thing you know people are well that's a realistic that. goal for him yes we know that Bronny is not the highest recruit right now again twenty five to fifty from wherever you look on which one I know Joe mentioned one I mentioned a couple others. He's varying right now. He's not a top five star recruit as of yeah, this but time. Play, but playing with your son, playing with your son, Gerald, is the most special thing I can remember. Uh, that's again, Maybe I think that's what he's going to do. I'm going to tell you right now, I think that's what he's going to do in his last year, and we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, but, that's what, but no, I think at that point in time, the late, a more realistic solution to that whole thing is the Lakers just getting somehow drafting him. 
Uh, yeah. well, but we'll wait and see. Again, it is the Lakers getting pummeled tonight and embarrassed in one of their worst performances. Frank Vogel's last game as Lakers head coach. Well, I'm scanning Twitter. I don't see any decisions <laughs> made of, as of yet, so we'll see what happens. But we'll report it at the Lakers Fast Break on Facebook if that happens. But it is 123 to 95, the Lakers getting killed at home in the Crypto.com arena. Just truly embarrassing. They're now only two and a half games up on the New Orleans Pelicans in 11th place. So they're two and a half games out of being eliminated or out of the playoffs. So that's going to be very concerning indeed. But once again, the Lakers do get unfortunately embarrassed at home, 123 to 95. The next game for the Lakers coming up, if hopefully everybody out there watches it. I know it's been a tough road to hoe, but please go ahead and stick with us. But we will be back definitely for you for the post game coming up on the next game against Dallas Tuesday at it's a seven o'clock start and it's on TNT. So go ahead, check the game out. And then after the game, stop by and check us out here at the Lakers fast break. I do want to mention before we head on out that I'm going to have later this week, I'm going to drop the interview with award-winning author, Jeff Perlman. That's right. Jeff Perlman, the author behind Showtime, the Lakers Dynasty book, which is available right now at Amazon and Barnes & Noble, and is the basically the, the reason why everybody's so excited for HBO's winning time, because that's where they got the rights from. He wrote the book that is now the basis for the big time hit series that's coming up. I have a feeling that's going to be a big hit for HBO and HBO Max. That is winning time that's coming out this Sunday. So I'm looking forward to going ahead and talking with him beforehand. And I'm going to drop that interview right here at the Lakers Fast Break on Thursday morning. It's probably when I'm going to drop it. And also to YouTube on Wednesday night. So check that out as well. So looking forward to that. Plus our post game on Tuesday night. Looking forward to going ahead and maybe getting back on the winning side. But we will definitely be back. Uh, Joe is saying no. Say no, Joe. Say no before we hit on that. That's going to be scary how bad it's going to end. Well, Dallas is the wrong team to play right now. They, they just they, had a 26 to one comeback I know, win I know. against the Warriors, which I watched this afternoon. Before and, the and, and to get put in perspective, Steve Kerr is 204 and two lifetime in games that he's had a 20 plus lead. And this was one of the two losses. So, so 204 and two lifetime with a 20 point lead. And that's, I guess that's what we got. Sounds, right like, now. sounds like a baseball stat. Well, it's just Dallas, it's, like Joe and I have been saying, it's the same thing this season. Every well, maybe they should have kept Jason Kidd as the head coach. Kind of maybe, maybe not maybe just Jason one or Kidd two of them, but the half a dozen of them. Yeah, twenty-point well, leads don't mean anything anymore. Well, Jason yeah. Kidd as head coach, you know, he's leading with the number two defense in the NBA right now. So, what do you know? What do you know, indeed? But. We'll be back on Tuesday night after the game. Hopefully the Lakers will have a more spirited performance. I do want to thank Riza and Merfaze for giving us the thumbs up on Facebook. Please go ahead and check us out after the game on Tuesday. And again, my interview with Jeff Perlman later in the week. Plus also as well, check out everything that's going on at LakersBall.com. Be part of the game time conversation at LakersBall.com. Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Sorrell, be there. Hopefully saying good things but we'll wait and see and then of course check out laker tom jamie sweet and everybody there going ahead and talking about some good things at lakerholics.com 
Once again, the Lakers get embarrassed in one of their worst performances of the year, 123 to 95. I cannot stress that enough, but we will be back. Pain and all. Loss or win? Hopefully a win, but we'll see what happens. We'll be back on Tuesday night after the Dallas game right here at the Lakers.